Welcome to Grounded in the Middle, where stories of taking root in the small moments are shared from experiences living in the country and restoring our 185-year-old farmhouse. I am so glad you're meeting me here today in the middle. Well, hi there, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Grounded in the Middle. I am Danielle Folk, your host. Thank you so much for joining me today for a quick pick-me-up to get your week started. I am sitting out on our side porch, and today it is a rainy day here in the middle, but we are thankful because the garden really needed a good drink, and it has just been soaking it all day long, like just perfectly. So we're excited that it's getting what it needs, and it's nice to have a cool and quiet day out here in the middle. So if it gets a bit windy, I apologize now. I'm kind of in a spot where it might not get too windy here, um, but I am enjoying being outside. It's just, it's a beautiful day here in the middle. So I want to talk to you about One, it's August. Can you believe it? I can't believe that we're already here. July just seemed to have come and gone. June, it seemed like we had a little bit of time with, but like, holy smoke, it's August 1st. And I know those of you who have children or maybe have nieces or nephews or grandchildren that are heading back to school this month, I pray that all of them are just, and you are, you know, ready and excited and ready to make that transition back into that routine. So I know it can be, um, as I used to teach kindergarten, it's an adjustment and you've got the sleep schedule that changes. You have eating schedules that change. Um, You always fight that, it seems like, when they get out of school. They're used to eating at those routine times, you know, and and their snack times are early and then they have lunch at a certain time. And then by the end of summer, they're not going to bed at the right time. They're not eating or they're eating all day long (laughs) and you're going to the grocery store like twice a week or threatening that you won't go next week. Um, But it's time to get back into that routine and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So I hope you are as well and any little person in your life, I hope that you will uh, take the opportunity at some point to wish them a good school year and, and, and pray for them that it goes well. So it's going to be a great month this month. But I, I want to um, talk to you today about impromptu trips kind of like a different topic. Have you ever taken one? Or if you haven't taken a trip, maybe you have just decided one day, you know what, I'm going to just, I'm going to go do this, or I'm going to go to, you know, that town that I've been wanting to visit. Or maybe you were like, you know, I'm going to go drop in and see a friend. We probably don't do it enough, in my opinion, or I don't think that we do it enough. And I think that all of us are so routine. You talk about school and getting back on schedule, but we are so routined and, you know, it's not really our fault. We have families or just our work schedules. It's nearly impossible to, one, be able to always be kind of like spontaneous in doing things. We do have responsibilities as adult, as adults. Um, but those of you who are younger and listening, take advantage of that freedom now. Take advantage of not having the commitments of maybe having children um, because you're able to take off and go. My husband and I, when we first got married, we decided the first five years were ours. We didn't want to have kids right away. We did get married very young, um, but 
I have to say those first five years, I got a lot of good memories um, that, that we had in those five years. And I'm so thankful for them. But take the time now, if you can, to do those impromptu things. And, and I am sure that they will be vivid memories for you for a lifetime. But last year, this time, because it's August 1st, yep, um, we went to, we were getting home from New Hampshire. <laughs> and this trip is actually, it was a spontaneous trip. And so we were headed home from the Outer Banks. It was June of last year. And we were heading home as a family and in the car, I was scrolling through Instagram and I said to Aaron, I said, you know what? I think I want to go to an Airbnb and just get away by myself. And this was coming off the heels of like COVID and such. And we, I hadn't been out of the house much and it was just, it had mentally been, we kind of we had chosen to stay home. And so I was just in a place where I wanted to go have like no distractions. And of course, yeah, sure. Let's run away to New Hampshire when you live in Ohio. It makes a lot of sense, right? Um, But I think what I was searching for, I was searching for um, just getting away and experiencing something new. And I think I was looking to do something for myself after having um, you know, taking care of everybody. And it was just something I was seeking. So we're driving home and he says to me, um, okay, well, reach out to her, see what she says. And her, this is Amanda. Her Instagram account is Farmhouse New England. And I had been seeing that she had part of her farmhouse as an Airbnb. And it's in the mountains and it is just, it looked so inviting. I was, I still remember the day and I don't know why this of all things kind of has stuck with me. I remember seeing this brilliant red door on one of her barns that she posted at Christmas time. And it was just like, I want to go there. And so of course I friended her and this was during COVID and we just kind of chatted frequently. She was one of those people. So I reached out to Amanda and I said, hey, I want to come and I, I want to come this summer and I want to stay in your Airbnb. How do I do that? How do I book it? And, um, and she said, you have to come. Come on up. It'll be great. Well, Aaron said to me, he said, if you want to go there and you want to write or you want to just go explore, that's great. He said, but can I escort you there? <laughs> and I don't know if it's if it, this comes on the heels of me having taken my last impromptu trip to Atlanta, Georgia, that <laughs> it was shortly after I added Parker. And let's see, I went in the fall. Parker was maybe six or seven months old. I flew myself uh, to Chicago, almost missed my flight because they had changed the gates. And I have Parker strapped to my chest <laughs> at this point. And I'm lugging around like this goofy car seat and stuff. But anyways, um, I ended up making it to Georgia. It ended up being a little bit stressful getting there by myself, but I was determined I was doing it. And so I had actually been to Georgia a few times. And I think Aaron might've been thinking she's going to go to Boston to fly in. And somehow then she is going to drive herself a couple hours to New Hampshire. 
at night. Wonder how this is going to go. <laughs> so I said to him, I said, okay, this sounds like fun. And we ended up choosing the end of July of going because one, we had just taken a vacation and we needed some time home and time at work. But we also thought it would be great to do it over our anniversary and my birthday. Our anniversary was just this past week on the 28th, and it was our 15th year anniversary. And my birthday's actually today. And so I thought, well, gosh, it'll be fun, you know, to be away for for it. And my point here is we, through this impromptu trip, we end up showing up in the middle of the night because our flight got in really late. And we pull up to this beautiful farmhouse and it has this wrap around porch. It's white. We pull up and there's these glowing lights that are tucked up under the porch and the lights are on and Amanda opens up the door and she welcomes us in to her beautiful home of her and her husband's. And it's one of those things that I would have a hard time probably welcoming someone I really don't know into our home, but that's probably for a few reasons. One, I don't have a guest bedroom currently. We're working on it. Two, I don't have a second bathroom, which that's a work in progress too. Um, I'm not equipped. And so I think through feeling like I'm not equipped, that would be very difficult and uncomfortable. Um, But she welcomed us in and I remember going upstairs and setting our things down. And Aaron's like, you know, we discussed how, oh my goodness, you know, how wonderful is she? She just let us come in. She greeted us, said goodnight to us after making sure, you know, we had everything we needed. And, and that's where the trip began. And from that trip, I really learned that opening yourself up to others, it feels, it puts you in a vulnerable position. And I think maybe sometimes that's why we don't engage in, in taking risk, whether it's a trip, maybe we don't feel like we're, you know, we have the ability or it's too stressful to take impromptu trips or day trips, um, or meeting people that we really don't know. Um, it's a bit out of our comfort zones, maybe for others, it's no big deal for you to show up on someone's doorstep in the middle of the night and then wake up to them in the morning and they're not ever used to seeing you in the morning. So talk about vulnerability because mornings I'm very quiet. And so Amanda was just fabulous. She actually opened up her entire house to us and we got to have mornings with her. We got to go on a hike with her and her husband. We took her out to dinner one night and really got to know her. And I, it's amazing when we kind of step outside of our comfort zones, how much we can learn and gain from those we meet. And also when we take the time, like me heading to Georgia on my own, when you step out of those comfort, uh, those comfort zones that maybe we think are going to make us stress, you know, stressed and it would be uncomfortable, we end up returning home feeling like we've accomplished something, that we're more capable, that we proved ourselves wrong from, you know, what maybe we have told ourselves that, oh, I could never do that. 
And I think it is something that as, you know, you move through the days and the weeks here of, you know, the holidays will soon be here and and planning for next year, that considering the idea of maybe running away and taking a trip, whether it's just a couple days or maybe it's a longer trip. Um, I remember as a kid, my dad, he came home. We didn't take family vacations every year, say to Florida. Um, But I remember this one this one day, my dad comes home and he says, load up, pack your stuff. We're leaving. We're going, we're going to the beach. Now, one, that's like super exciting as a kid. <laughs> and two, it's like, oh, we don't have probably everything that we need, but we're going to scrape it together really fast. And and that's what we did. We packed up our bags and we hopped in my mom's yellow Mustang. And I remember um, now as an adult, I would think that was a very tight squeeze in the back seat, but my sister and I sat in the back seat and the luggage that we had had to fit in that little trunk and off we went. And we were, we just kind of went for the ride. Um, not to mention back then we did not book ahead. (laughs) We would roll into town and my parents would, you know, we'd pick out a hotel when we got there, pull in, see if they had availability for the week we would look around, see the rooms. It either was a yay or a nay. And then we'd go to the next place. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, again, that could be stressful for some. But, but what I think you can take away from just hitting the road, throwing, you know, the chips into the air. The only expectation is, is that you have no expectations of what's going to happen. You haven't had time to think about what time you want to arrive and how quickly you're going to have to move from one pit stop to the next pit stop and planning out, you know, how many times, you know, you'll be stopping to eat or or what you're going to do exactly when you get there, right? Again, your only expectation is no expectation and it can be really freeing. Because sometimes I think we get into our heads a little bit. I don't know about you. I get into my own head. I don't know if you've ever been in the position where you're the planner for a trip and you need to be, you're responsible for, you know, the menu. You're responsible for your household of knowing that all five of your kids or all two of your kids um, or just your husband and you need to make sure that you have everything that you have. And, and you are mentally exhausted by the time the trip starts, but then you have to make sure you manage all the way. If you're a driver, like we're a driving family on our vacations. Uh, my husband is great. He's the one that takes all his mental energy into planning all the stops for lunches or breakfast or dinner on top of finding really good places like rest stops or whatnot for all the in-between potty breaks. And so he kind of, he uses mental energy there. I've used mine to get us out the door and to clean a house from top to bottom so that our sitter can come. We have to have a sitter, a house sitter, because we have our chickens and our dog and it's just easier that way. And so by the time we arrive for vacation, we're mentally spent. Have you ever thought about how much mental energy you have spent before ever getting on vacation. It's something that I hadn't really thought about until recently. 
because <laughs> we didn't take a road trip this year. And as much as we really like getting away, we were sitting around the table on a Saturday morning having coffee. And Aaron had said to me how, you know what? I, I don't feel like I've missed out. He felt like he's had time to rest, that he's had time, you know, not to be weighed down. And I have to say that I actually enjoyed the end of last school here a lot more because I wasn't trying to do work, do all the end of the school year fun activities and events that occur at school, and then also plan and pack and clean and prepare, just prepare for everything. And it made for a really nice end of the school year. And then it it allowed us to kind of settle into summer in a more relaxed way. And we didn't come home from vacation and say, oh, you know, we're home. It's a bummer. Um, I almost think that I would like to take a summer vacation maybe later in the summer so that when we come back, we can say, oh, okay, great. We're home. Time for the routine to start again, you know, as a way to celebrate summer. So I don't know. I enjoy the temperatures in June. I really don't like the the super hot heat, but I kind of think that maybe it'd be something to try sometime. You know, sometimes you have to mix things up and see how it goes. But my point is today is that sometimes we need to stop and really consider why we're doing what we do. And then maybe consider doing it differently because we're creatures of habit. We've been in these routines. Maybe we've taken on, you know, the planning of trips and the way that we do things because that's how we grew up. But we are so fortunate enough to have this beautiful place, this beautiful country to explore. And sometimes we got to mix it up a little bit. And sometimes we need to do that for ourselves so that we can not have expectations and just only expect to to go on a trip and explore and see what's out there. And I think that maybe by doing so, you might learn a thing or two about yourself. There is still time left in the summer. Summer doesn't officially end until later. It's not in August when it ends. So if you have any opportunity to maybe get away, I really hope that you will, you'll do it. You'll say, you know what? I'm going to pack up the house. We're just going to grab our things, the things that we think we need, and we're going to go. Because I think, again, you're going to learn something about yourself and it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be something that you remember. And I say that because Aaron and I, for a year now, we have talked, I would say, almost weekly, if not a couple times a week, about that trip to New Hampshire. And it's because there was so much that we got to see that we couldn't have planned to see. We could have planned to go to, you know, all these other, all these places and to have already researched it and seen it on a computer or seen the pictures on our phone, you know, and signed up for all the push notifications for, you know, a a particular hashtag, but we didn't do those things. And when we arrived, we got to see everything for the first time. 
and we got to see everything in person the very first time. And we didn't allow for Google reviews to send us to particular spots for restaurants. We just would find a place along the way, a place that it looked great, it sounded good, and you popped in. You see, I don't know that we need to have all that mental fatigue beforehand, before we take these trips. And so I hope that if you have a trip that is planned, I hope that maybe you can just maybe step aside, give yourself the gift of time and, um, and mental, I guess, a little bit of a mental break in the planning because as easily as it is to look up all the things on our phone before we go and to plan all the things out um, before you even leave, it would be really fun, I think, if you take a trip and just step into it and figure it out along the way. So I hope that you will consider that in the days to come. Thank you for joining me today. It's been really fun to talk about um, our trip that we had last year to New Hampshire in the sense of, you know, how much that it taught us in opening up your house and getting to meet someone new. It is something that we certainly learned from, and that was that was one of the biggest gifts that we got. And I hope that you will maybe head over to my website. It is called Farmhouse Storyteller. And today, featured on the journal, you are going to see Amanda and you will see her beautiful farmhouse that is on the journal and you'll get to learn a little bit more about her and you can explore her Airbnb as well as her interior design company that she runs. And I really think that you you probably are going to want to sign up to go because she is one of the best hostess. She is top rated by Airbnb. And I just think it would be a trip that you would absolutely love and enjoy if you have the opportunity to head up east. So with that today, my friends, thank you for coming and spending this time with me. I truly hope it was time well spent and I will see you next time. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you will rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast and share with those you know. If you'd like to see more of what life is like in the middle, you can find me on Instagram at Farmhouse Storyteller or head to my website, farmhousestoryteller.com. And remember, while the middle is not always the most comfortable place to linger in, it can sometimes create the most memorable pivot in life. The pivot that had to happen for everything else to fall in place. I'll see you next time.